Hang on a second, Justin. What's up? Hang on. I'm throwing my shoe at you. Oh, shit. That might cost you something, bro. <laughs> might cost us some listeners. It would wait, it'd be way funnier if you would actually just take it off and throw it at my fucking TV. <laughs> uh, if it would have broke my TV, I still would have shat my pants laughing. <laughs> that was so great. Hashtag throwing a shoe was trending on Twitter last night. I like uh, they're calling it the cleat yeet. I like that. Cleat yeet. The cleat yeet. I've also heard cleat gate. Cleat gate, yeah. It's always gate. It's always gate. It's always no some object followed by the word gate. No one's original anymore. I like cleat, cleat yeet, I think has... The only one that worked with that was deflate gate because it rhymed. Exactly. That's why cleat yeet works, because it rhymes. But it wasn't even the first one, though. Like, Spygate was the first one. Both yeah. of those involving the Patriots, by the way. But Patriots got away with some shady shit. Yeah. Got away with... I don't know. I mean, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. That's a good point. In sports, at least. Yeah. They've been saying that for years in NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the whole thing with, like, PEDs in any sport. It's like, hey, if you get... It, unless it's the UFC, most professional athletes, like, you know when you're getting tested. Yeah. So the UFC is a little different because you're fighting, so I get not wanting people, one guy to be all juiced up and one guy not to be. But if it's fucking baseball, if you get caught using PEDs in baseball, you really fucked up. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome into the show. This is Personally Foul. I'm Brooks Carter. He's Justin Ennis. Um, you can uh, follow us on social media if you – do please. I mean, you don't have to, but you can if you want. Yeah, if you feel like it. Uh, it I'm makes on us feel nice. Twitter and Instagram at Brooks A. Carter. I'm just on Instagram at J. Ennis Music. You can email the show at personallyfoul at gmail.com. And um, I was just talking with Justin about this before the show. As you've probably heard me talk about before on the show, Sunday is my only day off of work. And then if I don't do stuff that I like intend to do on Sunday, then it basically just winds up not getting done because of how busy I am during the week. And uh, I'm going to do something um, a little different with the podcast. Uh, once this is uploaded, it will actually wind up showing as our eighth or ninth episode. Um, I'm not even sure. Actually, I think it's I, the, I think it's the, I think it's the eighth episode. So yeah, but we've had we've actually recorded several episodes in the interim, and I just haven't had uh, taken the time and haven't had the time to upload them. So we're gonna release those episodes um, when we're off as like little bonus episodes um, and whatnot. And uh, we've got some good stuff um, that we've talked about um some of the some of the it'll kind of get you through like the back half of the college football season but uh really what you want to listen to is the interesting um foul stories that we've had in there we uh the last episode that we have recorded we touched on the um minnesota love boat scandal that was a good one we've touched on a lot of funny shit we've just it's just a lot of making oh, each other delante giggle. west delante oh, west one, and yeah. lebron james's mother we talked about that that was a great one <laughs> Yeah, a lot so, of good uh, shit. A lot so, of good shit. So be be sure to, to to listen to those. We'll fill the, fill in the gaps. Um, so we'll have actual. We'll definitely have something coming out every week here, especially through the holiday season um, and into twenty twenty one. Which I don't know, man. This is uh, I, I've been trying to think about whether or not I've heard so many people talk about twenty twenty like they can't believe the year is like almost over because it just felt like the year would never end. I'm trying to determine if it's felt like the year has gone by as slow as everyone is thinking it has because of the pandemic or if it's actually gone faster. Like I kind of feel like the year started like to fly by. I feel like it did around June. I feel like everything just kind of 
like March kind of crept along, and then all of a sudden, when everyone was like first at home and and everything, yeah. I was still work. I'm and I worked through the whole thing, and you did too. So yeah, it wasn't, so it hasn't really like, and I work all the time too. So yeah. like I had like it, it. It wasn't a crazy transition for either of us. It was just a lot of like, oh, what do you want to do tonight? Oh, fucking nothing, because we can't. Yeah, for a while. And I and I guess maybe that has prolonged it for some people, and the, for the people who are working at home and oh yeah. Um, they don't feel like if I was working, I worked from home a couple times at my job in Nashville and it was fun, but after a while I'm like, all right, I got to get up and change pants or something. Cause I'm just sitting here in sweats and I feel yeah. like a piece of shit. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I, um, the job I was at, uh, up until the end of September, I was mm-hmm. in from since I'd moved up here. So up in, so from March through Basically, to the, from March through the beginning of October, I was working at home every yeah, day. Fuck, and it was fifty emails a day because your email volume increased because no one was there. You couldn't talk in person. Total communication breakdown. Video chats. All this. It's terrible. You have people, those days where you working, look up and you're like, I haven't spoken in six hours. Like, what the fuck is happening? It's well, weird. that's not an option for me. That yeah. was not an option for my last year. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, take, you were taking phone calls, yeah. Video calls nonstop. Ugh. It's great. I have to be presentable? Suck my dick. No, I just wore a hat every day. That's true, yeah. But that would work. My point to that was saying, like, we're almost through with 2020 here, and I don't know. I'm, I'm happy the year's over because I feel like everyone is, like, I'm just getting tired of everyone talking about, oh, this year, oh. Blah, blah. I hate when, and my, my chick and I have talked about this. It's one of our pet peeves when people are like, this is the word, like, just feel like they blame the year. They're like, oh, my God, 2020 strikes against, like, dude, will you shut the fuck up? You would have been fat regardless. I, yeah, like, <laughs> you're a piece of shit no matter what. <laughs> fucking no, you can't blame everything on the, that's like the guy. Some fucking celebrity dying is not, like, the end of the, you're fine. What's Shut like, up! It's like the it's like the guy who blames his uh, blames his wife uh, being pregnant for him getting fat. What? It's like you're just lazy and you don't have to worry you, about fucking her for a while, so you, you just sat you around. You can't blame the pandemic on like like. It's like you can get shit together. It's fine. It's like I get you put on a little bit. You're sad at the beginning. I get it, but like I mean, on, I'm not bro. just talking about weight stuff. I mean, I guess yeah. like there's I don't know. The, I feel like everyone has blamed everything that has happened on the pandemic. Yeah. And it's people whose lives haven't really been changed all that much. Like, if you lost your job, I get it. Like, I understand being like, yeah, this year really took a toll on uh, me and my family. We worked through it. But, like, I'm talking about, like, 22-year-olds in college. I've been like, this year sucks. I'm like, You're just pissed because you can't go out to the fucking bars. Nothing changed for you. You wear a mask to Starbucks now, and nothing else happens. Well, and half the time, they don't don't wear them out anyways when they go to the bar. Like, I've seen so many videos of people... Uh, out in bars in like Tuscaloosa and stuff, and like they're not wearing shit there, and I I, I don't care if they do or not. Good. I, I don't care if they do or not. That's their own prerogative. Shit. But like, don't like your life has not changed. I, I totally agree with you. Like the I'm t- like the people that are more nervous about it are the ones that bitch about it to me, and I'm just like, your life hasn't changed that much. First of all, you didn't have a job before this. You yeah. had your dad's credit card, and I'm thinking of like three people. Unless of you my live in friends. like. Like California or like New York, yeah, like where they're having like they're legitimate shutdowns. Like one, yeah, one of my old coworkers is from Washington State, and he's back home. Um, he's moved back from. Uh, I used to work with him in Chattanooga, mm-hmm. and um, they're on shutdown again. Yeah, that's like insane, lockdown. dude. Yeah, like, California's butt fucking people. The New New York just shut down. They were like, no more eating inside. Like it's four degrees outside. What are we gonna do? It's like fuck you. That's what. 
So, yeah. Well, that's like the states up here in the Midwest. I mean, okay. Uh, yeah. States up here in the Midwest and the North and stuff that were like, you can have Thanksgiving, but it has to be outdoors. Lick have you my, been outside in November in Wisconsin? Lick my taint. Fuck you. <laughs> it's if you're like trying, 30 degrees outside. Dude, li- listen to me this right now. This turkey's getting cold really fast. Listen to me right now. If you listened to fucking politicians and had Thanksgiving outside, kill yourself. You're a fucking loser and you've accomplished nothing and you're scared for no Politics reason. Politics aside, I'm not S- coming to your Thanksgiving fuck. if it's outside because the food's going to get cold. Dude, fuck you. The food gets cold at a 80 degree tailgate in September in an SEC game. You don't think it's going to get cold when it's 30 degrees outside November in the Midwest? In fucking Wisconsin. Are you kidding me? Yeah. If you fucking took a politician's advice on how to do Thanksgiving and you're planning on taking them for Christmas, just go ahead and don't invite anyone. <laughs> that's what, that's what you should have done. I wouldn't have even hosted Thanksgiving because of this. Buy, a, buy a rope and send a note, and that's what you should do. Like, Don't fucking ask me like your the, shit That's what Christmas. my wife and I did for Thanksgiving. We literally cooked and had Thanksgiving with ourselves. Yeah, it was nice. And then made my dog a little plate. That's fucking adorable. That's what you should do. Yeah, it's like, well, we can't do anything with my family. Or like, he got somebody's... mac and cheese stuffing and potatoes on top of his dry food in his bowl. That sounds fucking great. I would have eaten that. That sounds delicious. Dry food and all. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I used to eat dog food as a kid. <laughs> what? I would Just eat pour it in a bowl like cereal with milk. No, 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 no. I would eat like a handful of it when I was feeding my dog. I feel like kid. it would have the same texture as like Captain Crunch or some shit. Yeah, but it had a little more of a meaty flavor. <laughs> Just imagine right. if you had beef flavored Captain Crunch. All right, we've wasted ten minutes talking about complete nonsense at the beginning of the show, but that's what personally feels good for. So. Uh, let's get into college football. Yeah, bitch. I teased throwing my shoe at Justin because the honestly, this was um, this is why playing all of the games matter. And oh yeah, we're gonna bring that full circle with uh, a conversation Justin and I had last night about Ohio State um, and yep. these other conferences like the the Pac-12 and the Big Ten who haven't played a full slate of games, and even and even on top of that. Um, Clemson and Notre Dame, the ACC, canceling their last two games. Yeah. Um, so, which is something the SEC could have done with Florida and Alabama because they had already clinched their divisions. Yep. Um, but so, this is why you play all the games, though. And they say, you know, they throw out the term any given Sunday, any given Saturday. Like, on paper, this is why you don't play the games on paper to throw out all the old coach cliches and coach mm-hmm. speak and stuff. This is literally why, because you had a 23-point underdog, three-win LSU team who has looked like hot dog shit all season, especially in the back half of the year, just got hammered by Alabama last week, Mm -hmm. and they go on the road to the swamp where they actually allow allow a decent amount of fans uh, of all the schools that are allowing fans in the country. Florida don't give a fuck. And beat the sixth-ranked. Florida Gators, who were knocking on the door of a college football playoff if they handle business yesterday and then go beat Florida, uh, beat, beat Alabama in the SEC championship. And then they blow it in the most hilarious fashion. And, I mean, I, I don't want to say blow it like LSU didn't fight their ass off during that whole game. Oh, hell no. LSU was down. They had 53 scholarship players. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't familiar, a fully – like a full roster for a college football team is 85 scholarship players. So they were down 32 scholarship players from what they usually have 
They've had players opt out. Uh, they had a player opt out right before the Bama game last yes. week. Yes. Um, what's his name? Terrence, uh, Terrence Marshall mm-hmm. uh, opted out. He's going to be probably a late first round, early second round pick. Um, they had their best receiver, who is still ranked as the number one receiver on the draft board, uh, him and Devonta Smith. Uh, Jamar Chase, who was mm-hmm. the Belitnikoff Award winner last year, he opted out before the season. So yep. that's their two bad, two of their best offensive weapons right there. Their starting quarterback got hurt midway through the year and has been out. Miles Brennan, who was actually pretty good, so they've been starting two true freshmen, and you've got this lefty true freshman who goes down there and plays fantastic. They forced some turnovers with Kyle Trask. Absolutely, LSU played their asses off, but Florida also choked on balls yesterday. <laughs> Emphasis on choke. Yeah, it was just a storm of horse shit just happening all at once. LSU. Just- they shouldn't even have been in the game. Like if if you if we're gonna talk about you being a perennial college football playoff contender, yeah. a Heisman favorite possibly. Yes, yeah. like, and this has been the the issue all along. Florida's defense is not good. No. They have not had the point spread that other impressive teams like Notre Dame, Clemson, and Alabama have had with their with lesser opponents, which is what LSU should have been. Well, if you look at all of the top se- the ten- so the top seven has been ranked. Um, it's the first time this has ever happened in consecutive weeks, so, so it certainly is for now three consecutive weeks. But it'll change on Tuesday. It's the first time the, the, the playoff rankings one through seven have been the same the last three weeks. Oh yeah, no one's moved. It's been Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, A&M, who had the leg up on Florida, even though Florida's probably looked a little more impressive prior to the LSU game because A&M beat them head-to-head. So they were slotted at fifth. You had Florida at sixth and an unbeaten Cincinnati team out of a pretty – the most impressive of the mid-major conferences in the American who is unbeaten right now and has played pretty much blown everyone out that they've played. Yeah. Florida, you know, looking at it like they of those seven teams was the were the only team that not only didn't have a top twenty five ranked defense. Mm-hmm. Um, all the teams aside from Cincinnati that I just listed, excluding Florida, A and M, Clemson, Alabama, um, Notre and Notre Dame. Dame, all had top ten ranked defenses. Mm-hmm. So Florida wasn't, uh, and Cincinnati's in the top twenty five. Florida was ranked sixty in the sixties. Really, I didn't realize it was that. Big. Yes. So I mean, we're talking mm. about like close to like they're like middle of the pack, almost on the back half of um, ranked but, in in scoring and total defense. Let me pose this to you: Do you think that Trask would still be leading up to yesterday? Do you think he would still be in the Heisman race, like or the talk as high as he was, if Alabama hadn't gone? two weeks without playing and if Trevor Lawrence hadn't had to miss a couple games. Do you think it would even be a thought? Like, they would still be good. I think I feel like they'd definitely still be in the top 15. Yeah, I think he would either way, but he may not be, it may not be 1A, 1B like they've been talking about with him and Mac. I think... It wouldn't have been a big of a I think loss. Trevor yeah. missing two games. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the thing is, too, Fields might wind up being a finalist, but it's almost, but the thing is, it's not just, enough to tell you. Well, it's not enough body of work, and he missed. It, that basically eliminated him too, missing games. Um, yeah, I'm anxious. I, I've actually got Heisman listed as like kind of the last bullet point to talk about college football wise. So we'll circle back around to that because I've got some. Okay, I'm kind of. I want to hear what you I'm, think. I'm about kind that, of curious, curious what who who the finalists are going to be. 
Yeah. Because normally you have, at minimum, you always have three, but it's typically somewhere in that four to five range of finalists. Yeah. And you might see a lot of crimson in those finalists this year. At least two. Maybe three. You think Najee's going to make it in there? Maybe. And and I want to touch on that coming okay. up here in, in a little bit. But let's keep talking about this Florida game. The the shoe incident. So if you, I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, I mean, it's I feel fucking like our, incredible. Our listener fan, like our listeners are, are college football fans, so you had to have seen it. And if you haven't, go on Twitter and just find it. But um, just hashtag shoe, it'll come up. Here's what I wanted to get to. So probably about an hour and a half ago, um, as we record on a Sunday here, Dan Mullen had his Sunday press conference following mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. And uh, this is a quote that uh, I'm pulling from Edgar Thompson, who is uh, a beat writer for the Gators um, for the Orlando Sentinel. And here's what he said about the incident just about an hour and a half ago. Mm -hmm. He's disappointed. It's a shame. I went back and watched the play because if you heard from yesterday, Dan Mullen did not see the play, did not see what happened. Right. Well, it's hard. The camera didn't catch it completely. Not to mention it was just fucking shit fog everywhere. Oh, yeah. Pouring rain and fog. Smoky as shit everywhere. Yeah, and he said, I do not think think there was any intention to taunt. He threw a shoe and went to celebrate with his teammates. So Dan Mullen is trying to write this off as like a celebration and that basically saying that he wasn't taunting, and it's like, no. When has Come anybody on. ever thrown a shoe and it was not like to taunt? What was the last time this happened? It was like BYU Tennessee, right? Yeah, the the ten- well, I'm trying to remember a Tennessee player I think threw the BYU shoe or yeah. was it the other way around. I think you're right. I think it was Tennessee throwing a BYU. It was guys. the it was the beginning it was last year. Yeah, it was last year. Mm-hmm. It was last season. Yeah. Because Tennessee lost their first two games. Mm-hmm. Um it, it was Tennessee's second game last year because I remember um posting that video to my SEC football vids because he did and that guy just He'd sacked the guy. He stopped him for a loss and literally just picked his shoe up and just chumped just it. Just launched that. That guy's thing. looked like it was more in celebration than anything, but it's still a penalty. It's, like, yeah, it's still shitty. Don't fuck it. Now like, I gotta go like, get that. The fuck cl- you. A a player's cleat is a part of their uniform, and you can't like. It's not visually. It doesn't come across the same way, but it's the same as like throwing the guy's helmet. Like you can't play without a helmet. You can't play without. I mean, you could play without shoes, but like. Yeah, if you ran right out of them. Yeah, that's, this is not backyard football, but... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's shitty. I mean, I I understand Mullen's point of view or his position. No, take ownership of this and, like, freaking, like, you can't just I say... I agree. It. I agree. He should 100% be like, yeah, he shouldn't have done it. He's going to run fucking sprints this week with one shoe on to make up for literally costing us the game. Well, and he said this did Without not... The- he said this did not lose us the game, and I get that. There's other... There's a hundred plays in a college football game and you could have done this different but if you don't throw an interception here if you don't do if this you don't let Trask get sacked a bunch of times I mean Trask threw a pick six yesterday too yeah um, that fucking super impressive interception with oh god that was crazy that was the wild oh, you, I mean you and I literally turned it on as that was happening yeah the, uh, the, the tip drill I mean Florida's going into score right there too so I mean like I oh, get yeah. what he's saying but in that moment, that did lose you the game because without the, without in that, that penalty, situation, it's fourth and five. Well, it was a third down stop, and yeah. LSU. It was a fifty-seven yard field goal, which is the long. It was the school record longest field goal in LSU history. Amazing, um, and not to mention just the weather conditions too. Uh, crazy. Um, that guy got his balls milked after that game. <laughs> At least but, I hope so. If, if there is a god, but like. 
I, so I, I understand what he's saying, like saying that like that didn't lose the game, but it's not that, the sole reason. I don't no. like when coaches say that. Like I don't like when they when they get asked about a controversial like penalty after the game that went against them, and they're like, "Well, that didn't lose us the game." Well, in that situation, yeah, it kind of did lose you. The if game. that doesn't happen, it maybe it maybe just goes to overtime because the game is tied. Or Florida LSU punts. Yeah, and like. Florida drove right. I mean, how much more time would Florida have had there? Yeah, um, barely a minute. Then they would have because they had LSU kicked that field goal with twenty eight seconds left, twenty eight, twenty nine seconds left, something like that. Florida got all the way back down the field with as good as with how good their offense is and Trask to um, get into field goal range, and they missed a field goal as time expired. I mean, by a fucking pube hair to the left. So I mean, you can't tell me that like if they get the ball. After a punt, maybe 20, 25 yard line. I don't know how good the punt and would. Who knows how? I mean, maybe over they, a minute left to play that Trask isn't going to take him down the field and score. Maybe they bust one in a big explosive play right down the field and march and just go score immediately. Who knows? And last thing on this game, how much do you think Dan Mullen is regretting this? I don't even know if you knew or noticed this yesterday. Florida, having obviously already clinched the East. Mm hmm. 23-point favorite at home. Just watched LSU get the shit kicked out of them by Alabama last week. Who and they, they view as their com- like direct competitor and feel like they're just as good as them. And, and yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you're comparing common opponents, LSU struggled with Arkansas. Florida blew out Arkansas. Like, they really feel like they should win this game. Mm-hmm. Dan Mullen um, scratched Kyle Pitts in pregame warmups and did not play him. Oh, that's right. The tight end. Their biggest playmaker. Their fucking guy. Like, he took away Kyle Trask's number one target and biggest playmaker on offense yesterday um, to rest him up. Even though he went through pregame warmups, Pitts himself said he felt well and wanted to play, and he scratched him to sit him and and make sure he was 100% for, for, uh, for uh, Alabama next week. And what you wind up doing is taking away your top playmaker away from a game that you now wind up losing. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like he's definitely going to be more hesitant to do something like that in the future and go, you know what, we need every one of these games to look as good as possible because I don't understand why he would do that because I understand you want everyone as healthy as possible for the SEC championship, but if you guys go in, you want... it's This is not the NFL. You want everyone to look as good as possible because you guys are trying to make a statement to the college football playoff committee that if you guys go in and soundly beat Alabama in the championship in Atlanta... You guys are saying, hey, we deserve a shot at the top four. Well, and to me, that late in the year, I don't care. If you you play him, if you're blowing him out at halftime, then you sit him. It's also not a bowl game. No, and, and here... You have here, potential to play two more football here's, here's, three more football here's games. Here's my point to this. Like, in college, you cannot have that mentality, in my opinion. If a guy, your key playmaker, is telling you, coach, I'm good... It doesn't matter if you're playing a three-win team the week before the SEC championship when you've already clinched your division. Mm-hmm. This is not the NFL. You can't rest starters. Like, you know, when a team has their division wrapped up and they rest their starters the last week of the regular season because yeah. it's not going to impact their playoff seating, mm-hmm. like, and they're still going to get their shot at a championship. That doesn't It doesn't work that way in college. You slip up and lose one game, you're done. It's that you're shallow done. of a playoff pool. Exactly, and like that's kind of what happened. So like, I'm blaming that decision. On, I'm almost blaming the loss more on Dan Mullen for making that decision than the the guy throwing the shoe. 
They're at least they're you possibly took, you two took your best ahead. player. Like like you can argue that Kyle Pitts is is more important to that offense than Kyle Trask is. I mean, the guy's got like 15 touchdowns this year. It's he's ridiculous. a fucking phenomenal. He's player. had two four touchdown games. He's he's great. As a tight end. He's great. They're probably two to three touchdowns ahead I mean, of LSU. You, I mean, like that would be the equivalent of Alabama not playing Devonta Smith. Like Kyle Pitts is Florida's Devonta Smith to yeah. that offense, and, and, would, and you took him off the field, and then you lose the game and blow your shot at a playoff. Yeah, like that game is on Mullen more than it is on on the the cleat yeet. Mark Marco Wilson is that what his name is. Who the kid that threw the cleat? I think it's I think so. Marco Wilson, yeah, it, I agree with you. I didn't realize that Pitts sat out the game. That's uh, yeah, that's a big fuck. He's gonna be thinking about that as he falls asleep for the next week. Yeah, leading up to going to Atlanta, he's gonna be going fucking goddamn. I could be going in a one loss team instead of a with t- a chance to go to the playoff now. And and we'll kind of use this to transition into this conversation. Florida's loss. I was telling you this last night. It certainly locks Alabama in because I think they've been impressive enough as the number one, as the top-ranked team. I also think it locks in Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because if they lose, who's there? Like, And here's who it also brings into the conversation now. It brings in A&M into the conversation. They're just sitting right there, and now they don't have to worry about Florida. Because mm-hmm. – I mean, there's no way you can put – even if they beat Alabama, there's no way you can put Florida in after losing at home as a 23-point favorite to a then three-win team. There's, you just can't do it. It's not going to happen. Even a win over Alabama, even if, if it's by Even though that would be seven. the most yeah. appro- uh, impressive win of the season, I just don't think you can put them in there. Yeah, and great. And, like, who knows what they'll pull off. I mean, everyone thought they were crazy for putting Alabama and Georgia in in 2016. So 17, yeah. 17, yeah. 16 season, my mistake. And uh, who knows what they're going to do, but I agree. They're not going to risk throwing Florida in there just to get housed in the first round. No, no. And I, I just don't see a path for them to get in there anyways. Not now. Um, but there is something I want to – I just touched on this earlier and that we were going to come back around full circle to this. Dan Mullen talked about this last night after the game. They were kind of asking him about whether or not he thinks that Florida can still make the playoffs with a win next week. Or and he said, and his was kind of saying, he's like, I don't make the decisions. All I know is we've still got a chance to win the SEC championship next week, and that's mm-hmm. what we're going to worry about. He said, I'm not in that room. I don't make the decisions. He said, I do know this. We played a ten game SEC conference schedule this year. We played an SEC schedule this year. Yeah. Ten games, and we played all of them. Mm-hmm. And I want to give our guys and our league credit for that. And that's all he said. Fucking great point. It's a great point. Because, and I brought this up last night. Okay, so we're talking about an Ohio State team that is now played five games mm-hmm. and is going to play sixth one in their conference championship. Alabama or Florida will now have played 11 games after their conference championship. So they've played just one game, like just one, like just a little more than half of the season. Yeah. Basically, we'll just call it, they've played basically half the games that Alabama and Florida have. The, the, we don't know Ohio State, like, like the, 
you, know, you keep hearing like, oh, well, they've passed the eye test. Okay, well, Florida passed the eye test quite a bit this year, and they still fucked up and lost. Yeah. Ohio State passed the eye test quite a bit in um, 2016 and 17, mm-hmm. you know, when they got beat 55 to 24 by, but they wound up uh, getting beat 55 to 24 by Iowa, but they passed the eye test the rest of the season. Same thing, and the, uh, they got blown out by Purdue the very next year, too. They passed the eye test in every other game and then got blown out by Purdue. You don't know because they haven't played enough. Yeah. There, there hasn't been enough show. Now, granted, in those five games that they've played, it, they look pretty good. Justin Fields, obviously, is a phenomenal athlete. Yeah. And Georgia is retarded for letting him go. But yeah, who knows? You, know, you play five games you, versus you, 11. You, you just don't know. And, it's, and that's what's so – that's the biggest argument against Ohio State. Ohio State, if they win next week, they will get in. The playoff committee is not going to take them out. But here's kind of the I'm, – I'm curious to see. They keep ranking them at fourth. Well, that's probably because of the lack of, the, of games. Well, here's what I want to see. Where are they going to be ranked? Um, like, if Clemson wins, do you just flip-flop those and make Clemson the two seed, Notre Dame the three seed, and then just leave Ohio State at four? I, I feel like the committee's going to keep penalizing Ohio State for the lack of games that they've played. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily uh, – I'm torn because I don't want to see the kids get blamed for the faults of the conference. Well, and not just that, too. If you if you leave them as the four seed and Clemson wins, we are then at that point going to see Notre Dame-Clemson part three. They're going to turn around right around again and play in a semifinal game. If they lose the ACC championship, I think they should probably just knock them down to fourth. Just and, to... And then have Alabama-Notre Dame. Yeah, maybe. But then we might see... I mean, then you set up the possibility of if if Notre Dame upset Alabama, Notre Dame Clemson and but at the least, championship game. But at least then it's they would have earned it. They would have earned it. It's not just the committee throwing this game together. It's the same reason they allowed Bama in in the twenty sixteen playoff twenty seven when the twenty seventeen playoff to and they put them in at four. That way it wouldn't just be Alabama Georgia playing that just like an SEC championship basically in the semifinals. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I get. But here's the, here's another question: If who would you put? Who would you rather have in there than Ohio State? Well, and here, who do is, you think has earned that? It's, say it's the four spot. Who do you think has earned the four spot more than Ohio State? Do you throw the Bearcats in there? Well, and a like a And M and Cincinnati are like full fledged in the conversation now. But Cincinnati's undefeated. I know. And but my last bullet point here is who gets in if all hell breaks loose. So what do you mean all hell breaks loose? Bama I mean loses. we could we could have every okay. So I personally, the only two teams I believe that are locked in are Alabama and Notre Dame. Why not Clemson? Because if Clemson loses, they're a two loss team that didn't win their conference championship. They don't deserve to get in. That's true. Okay. So um, let, so let's say. All hell breaks loose. Florida beats Alabama by two touchdowns. Everything goes to shit. The defense falls apart. There is a path for Florida to get back in it, maybe, but it includes Ohio State losing to Northwestern, and I just do not see that happening. Yeah. 
May I, I still and still though I just don't know because, Northwestern's had some because A and M because A and M moves up at that point um, yeah and I think Cincinnati they would put them in above Florida I, I just don't know is there any is there a path for Cincinnati to get in over yes A&M? there's there's not uh, not over A and M not over A and M I don't think so um, no because A and M's only loss to this point would be a road loss to the number one ranked team in the country yeah and um. A&M's path is is honestly pretty simple, I feel like. Okay. They need Notre Dame to win, and then it comes down to... Ohio State. Oh, I mean, let's not forget, A&M plays this week. Who are they playing? They're on the road at Tennessee. Okay. So they got to take care of business, and they need to... They Honestly, they, they need some style points here. They need to go up there and beat them by three, four, five scores. They need to do a lot, but unfortunately, this A and M team and Mond they kind of play to their opponent. They, they kind of play to the and, talent level of their opponent. And I think, see, they're going to get a lot less credit. Like beating Tennessee has less cre- at this point has less credibility than it would have if you know the only game the SEC is going to wind up canceling this year and not making up is is A and M Ole Miss that was supposed to play this past week. Yeah, like yesterday, and like nationally. I feel like Ole Miss has more respect and credibility from um, the national media and the and the, it's, it's, and the playoff it's, committee because their offense is is far better than, oh than Tennessee's. God. I mean, and I still think everyone still has that mental image of them pushing Alabama to the brink. Yeah, and it gets brought up, but Alabama's defense has come a long way. They since have, that they game. have, but I still think every like that is the that it's is burning that everyone's is, head. That is the game that Alabama almost lost. The first time Lane Kiffin comes, Lane Kiffin comes back to the so SEC. That and pushes game, if A and M has was able to have that game and impressively beat them, I think that helped would have helped them a lot. Like I think like that that sucks for them to not have had that game. I almost wish the SEC would schedule that game and take the Tennessee game away. Yeah, it'd be nice. But let's say Tennessee squeaks by A&M. Oh, they're done. Tennessee squeaks by A&M. Then Bama and Notre Dame both win. And then Clemson's out, and Clemson's then it comes down to a, a conversation of Clemson and Cincinnati. How much do you penalize Clemson for not having their starting quarterback for the first go-around against Notre Dame? And but then losing a second time, I I, I still think Notre Dame uh, that uh, Clemson is is out if they lose because mm-hmm. you're a two loss. You are Florida. You are Florida. Yeah, you're a two ACC loss. Florida. You're a two loss team that did not win your conference championship. Mm-hmm. And like it's the same. It's the same thing. Um, and that's why I think A and M goes in over Clemson if A and M takes care of business this week. That's that's their path. Um, I, I mean, I and. They could get in if if Northwestern won, but I'd like the. Do you I see just, that happening? No, no, it's not going to happen. No. If we're comparing common opponents, which is not always the best thing um, to do in college football, because you just don't ever know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but in this case, I actually think it's semi accurate. Mm-hmm. A depleted Ohio State team who had a ton of guys out with COVID, including their head coach. Mm-hmm. Beat Michigan State by thirty-five points two weeks ago. Yeah, Michigan State gave Northwestern their only loss this season. Yeah, Ohio just, State is going to run them off the field. Yeah, you're right. It's it's not even going to be close. Yeah. So I mean, it's a dynamic it, it, it would be a monumental upset um, if they were. 
I kind of want to see it happen. And, and another one, and here's what I'm really interested to see now. Um, there's a, an entire Power Five conference, uh, two Power Five conferences that we're not even talking about. Yeah, the 12s. And I don't think Iowa State gets into the conversation, but they I, – God, I, I wish that you could take away their loss to – uh, Louisiana, um, the Raging Cajuns, the yeah. first week of the season, <laughs> um, which they're ranked. The Cajuns? They're 9-1, and one, and mm-hmm. they're ranked in the top 25, and they're playing in their conference championship versus Coastal Carolina this week, which will be a top 25 matchup. Winner of that game maybe goes to the – probably goes to a New Year's Six Bowl. They 100% should, yeah. Well, I mean, Cincinnati's got the mid-major lock right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, they're the highest ranked, so they're locked. But they'll have another at-large place to stick a team, probably, I imagine. Coastal Carolina looks good. They're an impressive team. They're- oh, and they just beat BYU last week, too. Yeah. But um, – I, so I don't – I think the Big 12's out of it because it's going to be a battle between two two-loss teams in their championship next week with Oklahoma and Iowa State. Yeah. Here's where it gets interesting to me. You've got an unbeaten USC team out of the Pac-12. Oh, Yeah who came back last night in an impressive fashion and beat UCLA. They were down several scores. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be in the Pac-12 championship this week, and no one's talking about them. I'm interested to see if they now jump up into the top seven or eight. With Florida going down? Yeah. I could see the committee slotting them at seventh, um, which gives them just the slightest window to sneak in. <sighs> Boy, it's getting interesting. It's getting real interesting. Oh, and this is why you love college football, and this is why you play the games. This is why I hated that the ACC threw Clemson and, uh, and Notre Dame a bone and ensured them being in it. It was smart from a business standpoint, yeah, on their point, uh, on their part, because they're ensuring that a team that one of their teams gets in. Yeah, like the SEC could have done that. They mm-hmm. they probably could have wound up with two teams in. Um, yeah, had. They not rescheduled Florida LSU. If they had taken that off the books, mm-hmm. and uh, Florida beats Alabama next week, they have two SEC teams in. Yeah, but you have to give credit to the SEC. Greg Sankey said we're going to play ten games, and by God, they played ten games and they didn't back away from it like the ACC did with their last week of the regular season, or by starting late, like the big, oh, like the like big, the big 10, ten in the Pac twelve. Yeah, just really boning their players. And, I mean, let's say it. Bama played an all-SEC 10-game conference. First team to ever be 10-0 in SEC history. Beat everybody. Yeah. Never been done before. Yeah, it's impressive. It's impressive for sure. I know that it won't be – there's only been two 15-0 teams all time, and they've been each of the last two seasons, Clemson and LSU. Yeah. And I know they won't get the opportunity, but if Alabama finishes 13-0, runs the table through 11 SEC games – and then wins the national championship as an unbeaten 13-0 and team, that's as impressive, if not more impressive, than the 15-0 and that LSU and Clemson have put up the last two years. Like You could make the argument, like a lot of people have made the argument that those two teams the last two years were the greatest college football teams of all time. You could make that yeah. argument with this team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And but they're if- missing one of their best players on offense, too. Yeah. With Waddle. Yeah. But holy shit, if they picked up the slack. Oh, God, I know. So that actually 
transitions into the Heisman th- uh, talk that I wanted to get to um, yeah. to wrap up our first segment. Do you really think that they're going to include Najee in that race? They could, but here's – do you do, do you feel like Trask's fate was sealed or do you think he can come back and win it if he has a huge performance and, and the Gators win against Alabama? I feel like he wouldn't have to make up that much ground. I mean – Because they were basically considered 1A, 1B. Like they were yeah. tied, him and Mac Jones. I mean, when was the last time it? When was the last time a Heisman winner won the national championship? Was that Henry? Oh no, Burrow, uh, Burrow. Sorry, I yeah, mean, just I mean, last I'm, year. I meant before yeah. Burrow, before that, before it was, Burrow. It was, it was Henry. It was Henry. It was Henry. So not every time the you don't have to be unbeaten. You don't have to be in a direct path for a guaranteed national championship to win the Heisman. So no, I, I mean, we saw... I feel like he didn't lose that much ground. We saw a 9-4, I believe it was. 9-4, 8-5 uh, Louisville team with Lamar Jackson win it back in 2016. We watched Baylor with RG3. He won it. They were 10-3. Um, Tim Tebow, the year he won it, they were 9-4. Yep. His sophomore year, that was the year between their two national championships. Yep. But... Um, all those years, though, there wasn't this really quality guy next to him. I mean, Tim Tebow won it. He, he was the first player in NCAA history to have 20 passing and 20 rushing touchdowns in the same year. That's, he was an unreal that's, athlete. That's just ridiculous. He was an unheard of talent in yeah. college uh, and, football. And the year that RJ3 won it, I don't even know who. That was 2011. I don't even know who else would have won it that year. I mean, there was really the two teams in the national championship did not have any quality offensive guys to put in there. It was AJ's first year starting, and yeah. LSU had was split in time between Jordan Jefferson and Jarrett Lee, and had like four different running backs that played. Yeah, Bama's defense was the highlight. Trent, of that oh, Trent team. was a finalist that year. He probably yeah. he could he had the, he broke the school record for rushing at that point. Trent Richardson did, but yeah, um, no, I I get your point, but I just feel like that pick six. And like the it way that him. they lost the game. Um, well, Mac here, really had a pick six yesterday. Well, and here's the thing: I really f- feel like there's. It's just they've just been talking about those two, and quietly you've heard people say, "Well, Devonta Smith should be here. Devonta Smith should be here." And then like, um, I really feel like his punt return for a touchdown could have been his Heisman moment yesterday because his untouched because it run, showed yeah. his versatility. He's been incredible catching the football, and he's going to win the Bolitnikoff Award hands down. His performance against LSU sealed that. Yes. Because, yeah. um, I mean, it was like his third 200-yard game this year. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. And I really think we might could wind up, depending on how well he plays, if he comes out and has another one of those games where he's over a, over a buck 50 and has a couple of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I think we could be looking at our first wide receiver to win the Heisman Trophy since um, I think it was Tim Brown or uh, since Desmond Howard. Really? Oh my God! I didn't realize it'd been that long. There's only been in the modern era of college football. There's only been two wide receivers that have ever won it. It's rare to even get one as a as a finalist. Yeah. The last time a Heisman uh, a, there was a Heisman finalist wide receiver was Amari Cooper in 2014, and that was yep. the first time they'd had one since Larry Fitzgerald in 2005. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's been uh, – 2004, rather. Um, it's been a long time. Like, it's, it's rare. Uh, Tim Brown and, and uh, Desmond Howard are the only two modern-era guys ever position to win the Heisman. And 
Like, I, I really think that, like, I, I, if I had a vote, I would vote for Devonta Smith. I would, too. I think I would, too. His performance this year, not that Mac hasn't been insanely impressive and just really guiding and, like, driving this offense yeah. that's been a fucking machine I, since week one. The, the biggest plus for Devonta Smith from, a, from the sh- showing his value is how much he's stepped up his game and how the offense hasn't missed a beat since they lost Jalen Waddell. Yeah. Like, there were guys, like, David Pollock was on the record after Jalen Waddell like he uh, got hurt that he said that he felt like this would be the demise of Alabama's offense, that this was really going to hurt them and possibly cause them not to make the playoff. Has anyone kicked him in the dick recently? I mean, and we may see that. We haven't seen Alabama play the elite of the elite yet. We've got the SEC champion. Like they may still, they're going to, they may still wind up missing him if, like, you know, if it, they may be like yearning for an, an explosive play in a national championship game and really wish they would have had him back then. But up to this point, it has not impacted them. Here's the thing. Smith has, profu- has, has proved week after week that he is capable of those same type of explosive plays. He may not be as fat. He may be like a point, point one of a second slower than Waddle, but when he's flying down the field, dodging, DBs and hopping over him to make catches. His incredible and Ma- route running. Max, that, that one, and Max just dropping him in the bucket. Between it doesn't matter. But the punt return to show his versatility and the one-handed incredible snag to get him over 200 yards with his third touchdown catch against LSU. Those two kind of combined, I feel like, is what mm-hmm. could be his Heisman moment. Yeah, I agree. Um, wrapping up college football, Auburn canned Gus Malzahn today. Yeah, I told you about that as you got here. I kind of felt like it might happen, but I'm still a little surprised it did. You brought it up yesterday as we were watching them play Mississippi State. You were like, yeah, I think. I, I, had, like- I had heard some things that Gus Malzahn might get fired. Yeah. Um, but you, I, I don't you, cover the SEC anymore, but I'm still very in tune with the SEC. Yeah, you poised it as like if he doesn't win this game, it's a possibility he's on the I line. felt like if he did not win the game, he was going to get canned. Like yeah. 100%. But clearly it didn't fucking matter. Um. Well, and that's one of those arguments too, where a res- a one one result of a game should not determine whether or not a coach gets fired. So if if you feel that way, it shouldn't matter the result of the game. And obviously, Auburn felt that way. Yeah, and it's it's probably the same thing with Derek Mason too. Do you know what I feel like is the nail? In- you know why I'm you know why I really thought Malzahn could get fired? Why? After they lost to A and M last week, I don't even know if you saw these quotes. He was he in his pro, uh, post game press conference. He said basically something to the effect of, "If you think about this from a normal year, you know we would have had our, our non conference games, which we're typically really good in." He like ta- he's like bragging about his non conference success, which is really like, well, and it's like okay, like good for you. No, like you you. So you beat like two Sunbelt teams and an FCS team every year, and then you play like maybe a team like Oregon. Yeah, congratulations. You got a winning record against that? Great. Those th- Three of those four should be a win every time. Alabama hasn't lost a non-conference game in the regular season since Nick Saban's first year in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. It's the longest streak by a lot. It's like over 100. It's almost like 100 games. It's 97, I think. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, oh, so great. But like, so he talks about that. I and didn't then, realize that. Well, he, so he brags about that 
only to follow that up with this comment. He said, so with that in mind, you know, this is typically, this this would be a good year here. Oh, Christ. Four loss? <laughs> eight and eight. So an eight and four year, like that's a good year. Auburn fans were irate on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And like they wanted him fired right then. So like that really, he had, and he came back and he, on his like Sunday coaches show, he mm-hmm. had, he was talking about how he felt like his comments got misconstrued. No, no, that's what you said. No, that sounds pretty fucking dead on. And so I feel like he basically laid it out as Auburn's expectations of a good season being eight and four, and that is not that's no. not cutting it. No, that's not cutting it. Does Auburn have any more games to play? Yeah, they play a makeup game this week. Who are they playing? I don't know. Kevin Steele is their interim coach. They'll go to a bowl game too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I need to look to see. I think they've got. I feel like every team, almost every team's playing this. Are they week. playing Mizzou? No, no, no. You're right. They finished their season. This Did they? Season. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have any more makeup games, so they're okay. six and four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's bad. That's real bad. That's what that's what kicked them in the can there. Uh, him in the can there, but. Um, Couple of NFL uh, notes. Derrick Henry became the uh, uh, he broke the record today for most two hundred yard <laughs> multiple rushing touchdown games in NFL history. Oh my god! What an unreal beast of a human he is. That's an incredible stat. It's insane. So coming into the game, he was tied with Jim Brown and Ladanian Tomlinson. When you talk about. God Incredible damn. company, Ladanian Tomlinson and Jim Brown. Do you remember Jim how Brown was the all time was Jim the leading Brown. the leading NFL rusher for like thirty five years until Walter Payton broke the record. Dude, how many kids our age had dark fucking eye shields in fucking middle school football no, because had of the, LT. Little, the, the shark visor too? With the oh little, yeah, with the little bullhorn on it. How many guys had oh, yeah. that because of LT? Oh yeah, and then it, like unreal. Well, I mean, I think he still holds the record for. Um, most games scoring in three or more different ways. Yeah, because he had like five, like five or six games where he ran, caught, and threw a touchdown. Because they used to run that halfback pass with him all the fucking time. He was great. Man. What an explosive! What's he doing now? Is he He's coaching somewhere? He might be. He might do. He, you know what? I think he does some hits on the NFL Network. Okay, I would. I always liked hearing him talk about football. He always seemed like he really gave a shit. And he always uh, seemed like a cool guy. Then finally, Dan Bailey, who was the kicker for the Vikings. You want to talk about the worst stretch of two games that I've ever seen from a kicker in the NFL? There's no way this guy has a job tomorrow. You really think he's going to get cut? He's missed seven field goals in the last two games. I I think that the guy I'm playing has you, he in should fantasy get, football has he Dan should Bailey. get negative points in fantasy for missing <laughs> that. So they lost twenty eight to sixteen today. The Vikings did. They've started out one and five, got all the way back to five hundred at six and six in the middle of playoff contention. Now they were playing yep. on the road against Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. That's stupid. That uh, sucks. It's all these dumb New Englanders who are like I'm a Bucks fan now. I'm sure you are. Oh, no, no, no. Tom Brady trademarked that. I was, I mean, like that, I know that's got to piss you off. It just makes me sad. <laughs> I just hate it so much. Um, <laughs> no, uh, they lost by 12 points today, and he missed four field goals. That's unbelievable. You remember week one? That where ties the game, missing? right? I mean, that's, yeah, that's 12 that's points. That's insane. 
Yes. That's a tight game. And he missed now. three field goals the previous week. I wonder, I wonder if he's going through. I wonder if he's hurt. Do you think he's hurt or something? Uh, he's, that was Vinatieri's problem he's, he's last something. year. He's something. Yeah. And then, that fucking sucks. This is this would be the second kicker that they've cut in the last few weeks too, because or last few years, because they drafted Daniel Carlson out of Auburn. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. And in his rookie year, he had a game like this. Same head coach. Same head coach. He had like two weeks where he sucked like this. As a rookie, they spent like a fourth round pick on this guy, and they cut him. Wow. Do you think it's a problem with their? I wonder if it's their special teams coordinator. And they signed this guy to replace him, and now he's probably going to get cut two years later. Carlson's doing good now. He's the kicker for the uh, Raiders. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That so. sucks balls. All right, we have watch and react coming up next, and um, I've got a couple of uh, crazy old people involved in my watch and reacts this week. All right, I like that. All right, Justin, you have one video this week? Yeah, I only have one because I don't plan well for things. Uh, but I really like this. I found this, I don't know how, just randomly on YouTube. And it's a uh, video from, I think it's either, a, I think it's a high school game from somewhere. And That's real descriptive. Yeah, I don't know where. But anyway, so this team is up 25 to 24. And they're, they just scored, and they're kicking off. The last couple seconds of the game, I believe there's three seconds left on the clock, and they kick off, and it looks like the other team is going to return that. So let's watch this here. Three seconds to go. Sparks yeah. lead by one. They're kicking off. Cole yeah. Miracle, who just kicked the go-ahead field goal, puts a foot to it, kicks it low. Kicker's last name is Miracle. Through, taken by well, that's great. Yeah. The 10-yard line. See, watch this. Side. Watch the play. Wants to throw a lateral. It bounces into his man. He's backing up, trying to throw a lateral. It's caught again. Another lateral. It's caught again back at the and 10. They're still and behind the 15. It's another lateral. And another lateral. The ball's not dead yet. Now here come the Knights. Oh, the no. Back. He looks like he's going to oh, return it. The they all overplay. Oh, did he fall down? No, 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 no. Look, watch the kicker. That's Miracle down. right there. Spartans trying to chase him down. And oh, no. He got him. He's probably plays soccer. So the same guy that kicked the field goal to put them up by one at the end of the game. They over pursued, man. Dude, that I mean they they got they all went out of their lanes once it started getting thrown around. They like needed that. to play rugby defense. Every time I well, watch, where you just kind of stay in your lane and pre, like that's, prevent. That's what rugby defense. Every time I watch a football team try to do a bunch of laterals, I'm just like, guys, you need to watch more rugby matches. This is what, but in that he. Kicked the field goal to put him up. Three seconds left. He kicks off. The kickoff. The kick return team gives it everything. Almost runs it back, and he tackles him at the one. Did you see? The game. Speaking of crazy endings to high school football games, did you see in your home state of Alabama what happened in the, the state uh, championship? The seven A state championship with uh, Auburn and uh, uh, Thompson. Yeah, that's where it's where uh, to his brother just came from. Yeah, Reuben Foster played at Auburn High School. We I played against him my senior year. Yeah, he actually he moved down. from Georgia. He was yeah. in Troop County just across the state line in LaGrange when my brother was still at LaGrange College. Yeah, we went down there. We went down to Auburn to so get did our asses you, kicked. did you see how they lost? I did, yeah. Auburn was up with like, I don't even, it was less than a minute left. Oh, yeah. And it was, I believe. Their head coach, who used to be a head coach at Dalton High School in my hometown, mm -hmm. decides... Uh, up by nine, 
two possession lead up by nine. Oh yeah, that they're going to, um, like he he could have kicked a field goal and gone ahead and gone up by twelve. They had the ball in opponent territory, mm-hmm. and he wants to try to burn clock off. And he like, did you see like that's how they got the ball back? Yeah, it, it was an and unreal. Like, so he tries to like, he takes all four downs, um, and like runs around, winds up losing thirty yards, taking thirty yards of loss. Oh yeah, from being down in opponent territory. So that means they were almost in the red zone, pretty much. Yeah, um, to burn clock off, and then winds up giving the ball back to Thompson, and they came back and scored, and then. And then onside kick gets Recover the ball it. back, recovers, and then kicks a game-winning field goal. It was inc- – I mean, there's no better way. And the game-winning field goal was set up by two pass interference calls. An unreal ending, and uh, I love watching stuff like that. I mean, that's a great way to end a state That might be the second Auburn coach that needs to be fired. No fucking shit. <laughs> my favorite tweet I saw Adam about Adam Weingarten, that. I believe, is who that guy is. He used to coach in my hometown. You're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, my favorite tweet about that was like Auburn High School, Auburn University shaking hands, losing in Bryant-Denny. Oh, yeah, that's right. The- <laughs> it was in Bryant-Denny. Okay, so here's the first of my crazy old, ma- old man this week. This is... Um, a hospital somewhere in the UK, and right. it is one of those hospitals where, like, you just have the sheet that covers. It's one of those hospitals where, like, everyone doesn't have their own individual hospital room. It's like a big room with a sheet dividing between the and beds. And this one patient is filming from his bed on the other side of the room because he's been watching this old man do oh crazy shit. I cannot wait. And this is what happens. Did he just whack that guy with his cane? <laughs> what? Where did my volume go? I don't know. Turn it up on your computer. Oh, that would certainly help. You fucking dildo. Let's start this over. <laughs> he smacked it with his cane. All right, we got it going. <laughs> oh, shit! What the fuck? Never mind. Hey, dude. What are you doing? Calm down. Just fucking hit me in the head. <laughs> Just fucking hit me in the head. You just fucking hit me in the head. Calm down. The way Hold he said calm out. down was my favorite thing ever. He was like, shut up. I'm not hitting you that hard. Imagine being in a dead sleep in a hospital and some wacky old man just hits you with his fucking cane. <laughs> I mean, like, what the hell, man? It's like, can we get a better hospital situation where I'm not sharing a room with can I get a so wa- much for COVID? I mean, like, Jesus can Christ. A, can I get a wall at least? What the fuck? I'm going to need a room that doesn't have just curtains in between. I don't want to. I don't want some wacky old guy to have that good of access to it. Can we just have a door between us? What the shit? Let's get, yeah, get this guy out of here. If it's Jack and Jill rooms, I can at least hear when the door opens. I'm punching that old man. Oh, I'm knocking that guy out. I, I, I don't care if he's elderly or crazy. <laughs> I'm fucking him up. Dude, I'm sick, too. I'm fucking you like, up. If, yeah, if I'm in the hospital, I'm here for a reason, too. I'm, I don't care that you're old. I'm laying your old ass out. Fuck you. <laughs> That's Sir, you broke his hip. Okay, he cracked my skull. <laughs> what the fuck? He broke my nose with his dumb cane because his legs don't work right because he's stupid. Okay. All right. <laughs> this next one. I think you're going to be able to identify with. So this is uh, the beginning of this video. Um, people will kind of uh, create, like content creators will try to do videos on like TikTok uh, because you can um, duet a video. Yeah, I've seen people do that. Like, I have a question. Like, yeah, so, so like they'll set up basically. It, Tell it, me a story of a time when you're, something got stuck in your and pee then hole people or will take yeah. it and then, um, yeah. 
And yeah, so this that take it and put their twist on it or their answer to it. So that is what is going on with this video. Okay, well, let's check this out. Question for men. What are you doing in the bathroom and why the fuck is it taking you that long to poop? I'm a council representative. I'd like to answer this question if it's okay with the rest of the council. Um, there's one of three things that happens when a man poops. The first one is we just sit there and contemplate our life at that point. The poop is done, yep. but the mind will wander too. The poop is big enough to where there might be some blood in there. And at that point, you're just mm -hmm. fascinated and you forget about everything that's going on. It's out of the Third, water. Most important is the never ending wipe. It's where you wipe oh, and you wipe and you wipe. And it seems like it never stops. Then you think, am I going to die here? <laughs> yeah i mean that uh, happened to me just before i came here that happens to me a lot i have a really hairy ass that's that's why it happens yeah that never chicks they, don't deal with that because no. they shave their assholes that, or they just don't grow hair down there as much as we do that's we true a, you know like five or six little stragglers every once in a while but you don't have like a forest down there you have a deep thick amazon forest jungle down there like i do well it's it's like the um have you ever seen the blooper from parks and rec yeah where, it's like i'm wiping a marker or something yeah, where, yeah it's, it's like a it's like a blue uh, brown keep, marker down there and it just keeps bleeding just wipe through. wipe still still poop a hundred times still poop dude i've had that so many times where i'm just like am i just when do i give up well and am i here forever well, the best comment I saw on this, so I got to give credit to whoever the commenter was. This is not this is not my own original comment, but it is so true. It's like at some point you just settle for okay. Well, got enough of it. Yeah. <laughs> at one point you go, well, it's not that brown, and you just go. And you're like, well, it's a kind of like it, it's lighter than the last few. So I'm just. Oh, and then up. and then your wife's doing laundry. My wife's doing laundry, and she was like, "Did you shit yourself? Why is there skin? You're so gross." And I'm like, "You don't understand. You don't fucking get it, bitch. You don't understand." If I have like liquidy enough diarrhea, my ass hair could filter it into. It's not like I'm water. an eight year old who doesn't have any pubic care. Like when I had skid marks in my tidy whities when I was eight, that's gross. I'm not wiping well enough. It's fucking disgusting. It's now it's like the effort is there and it's not good enough and it's still not enough. Sometimes I'm you, that's why I buy flushable moist wipes in bulk. <laughs> I carry them to work. Those do help. I keep them in my lunchbox and I take them into the bathroom when I shit you at work. You take them to work? Yes. I'm not. Wiping. Do you know how many paper cuts I've gotten on my asshole because of that awful toilet paper? Single work? ply toilet paper. Terrible. <laughs> you fold it. It looks like construction paper. It just cuts the like the upper edge of my do, asshole. Do you remember? This was probably back. Terrible. This is when Oprah's talk show was still on like network TV before she went to her own channel. Mm -hmm. She had this initiative to like like save the trees and like said that everyone should only be using one square of toilet paper when they wipe, when they poop. A square? One square. What kind of dainty deer shits is Oprah taking? <laughs> I'm sorry that everyone in fucking Earth doesn't have the same liquid well, no, diet and, you and, do, you nutcase. And, and like the, her reasoning was you should be able to use every like corner of, of the paper. What the fuck? No. Yeah. No. It's not a fucking notepad. You can't just fold it up and use it again. There's poop on it. I don't want to touch it. Also, what happens like, I mean, first, okay, let's say you use like a corner of it to wipe your ass and you're like, I didn't get all of it and you use another corner of the same square. You're just wiping that other corner's shit on another part of your okay, ass cheek. I have seen um, 
I, there was a guy that I played it's football. Unacceptable. Uh, There's a guy that I played football with in high school. Um, because you know you wind up like with stall doors and shit being open, like not all, like like not hanging, like just yeah. in open stalls. Yep. Um, when you go to enough football camps and it's you're like in the, shitting in jail. Yeah, pretty much. And um, he like. It, when I use one, like when I pull out however much toilet paper I'm going to use for that wipe, mm-hmm. I use it that one time and it goes in the toilet. Yeah. He would pull out and then fold it all down, layer it out, and then like he would use it the way you use a napkin at a restaurant. Like wipe, fold, wipe, fold? Yes. That's what I do. Oh, that's gross to me, man. I pull out like a like a handful, and it's about this long at first, like maybe like close to a foot long. No, I and pull I wipe like three and squares. I fold. No, it's thick though. I I I okay. layer it, so it's not just like one. That just strand. feels gross to me. No, no, no. I don't even. It doesn't even bleed through to see it. I make sure of that. <laughs> but honestly, so that was that's what I'll do if I don't have the wipes. But I almost always have wipes. <laughs> that feels so gross. Dude, to I'm me. telling you, go up both of the bathrooms in my house. Have wipes in it. I know, I know they do. I know they do. My lunchbox like, to go to work, that is wipes but in But yeah, like that way of using toilet paper grosses me out. Yeah. Like it, I use like, I would I pull off it. three to four squares at a time, use that one, and then pull, and then go from there. Do like, you fold it and then throw it or you just drop it right in the toilet? I just drop it right in the toilet. That makes sense. I take th- like a three, three to four squares and then fold that in like, fold it, that like two or three times, use that. To make it thicker, yeah. Yes, and then... I'm glad we got our toilet paper usage down. I, I like it. I like, and this is a men and their shits. Now you combo. know. Now you know women. Yeah, it takes a while. I got a hairy butt. Okay, so tell me uh, what if you can recall what your biggest fear was the first time you um, kind of. Uh, I won't. I won't say your girlfriend's um, like mom or dad, like. First time you met her extended family, like you went home with her, what was kind of your biggest fear? Um, like or, or something like um, envision like whatever you could think of as being like the most embarrassing thing that they could have done that made you feel uncomfortable. It's hard to make me feel uncomfortable, and you know that about me. But I guess it would have to be like asking really intimate questions. Okay, about the two of us. Imagine that, that being, would fuck with me. Imagine being a shy black kid who is coming home with a white girl to an all-white family for Thanksgiving, and this is your first time being with that family. Is that what this video... Oh, God. Am I about to feel real bad for this kid? Yes. Oh, no. So hot. (laughs) Everybody gets that the first holiday meal that they eat with us. Don't forget your mom. (laughs) So hot. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, so this what gr- is happening. This grandma has a kitchen apron that has a massive cock and balls built onto it. When you lift, there's like it's like twofold. It's what like when you lift the top fuck? half of the apron up, the fucking dick pops out. I gotta watch that. I was just not ready for that. So hot. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Look how embarrassed that kid is mortified. That poor fucking bastard. Well, and then listen to what she says. Hang on, it's, it'll play on a loop again. So hot. Oh my god, that poor kid's face. Everybody gets that the first holiday meal that they eat with us. 
Oh my everybody, God. so everybody gets shown grandma's fake cock on everyone her apron. Everyone sees grandma's dick. Everyone sees Nana's that is weird. How is everyone just okay with that? I think you're asking the wrong question. Where the fuck did she get that apron? That's kind of along the same lines. What does grandpa think of this? Is grandpa dead? Who knows? I mean, did grandma go off the deep end after grandpa died? <laughs> does grandpa like, lick it every once in a while for a goof and think? I'm not gay. And then goes on with his life. Maybe that's their strap. And maybe she fucks grandpa in the ass with that. That thing doesn't look sturdy enough to go inside Ah, someone's ass. Justin says from experience. (laughs) I'm just saying it it was made of fucking cloth. That kid looked mortified, though. That kid looked. Whoever's felt, he looked at them like, is is this real? White people are crazy. Is this real life? Is this really happening to me? Why am I doing this? And did you see how embarrassed the girlfriend was? Like yeah. the granddaughter? Well, she's probably ready for everybody it. Everybody gets it the first time they come over for a family dinner. I want to buy that for my mom and so she can wear that as a grandma. My mom would beat my ass <laughs> if I came anywhere near. My dad might shit his pants laughing, but my mom would kill me. She seems too, way too modest for that. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, but she's not so modest that she won't kick my fucking ass. Considering how uh, like like not modest you are, it's incredible that your mom like seems as like the Yeah, well I was raised with the internet. This is what a fucking this is what it does to you. <laughs> I guess so. All right, Justin, I talked about this video yesterday. Um and this is uh we'll just go ahead and play it. This is actually a, a trip down a like kind of Memory lane? Memory lane with music. Well, not our memories because we weren't alive yet, but oh, okay. this Let's... is a little musical history here. All right. Do you realize how many iconic albums came out in 1975? I hate this guy's glasses. A Night at the Opera by Queen. That's a good one. Yeah. The self-titled Fleetwood Mac. Toys in the Attic. I have that one somewhere. I think I have it on vinyl somewhere. Kiss Alive. That's a good live album. I don't care for that album all that much, but... Yeah, I can see where it would be iconic. Physical Graffiti is a great one. That's a good one right there, one of these notes. Isn't this crazy that this all came out in the same year? A lot of guys doing really good drugs at that time. Wish You Were Here is a great fucking Pink Floyd album. Yeah. I can't, but like, it just kept going, and I was like, holy crap. Like, I've listened, like, I have oh, songs yeah. saved off of like every one of those albums. Oh, yeah. Those are all great fucking albums. It's amazing what was happening in the like, 70s and 80s. But like, you think about like the music awards at the end of the year. Like, how do you, how do the, the people that cast their votes, how do you choose between that? Like, nowadays, it's just like, you imagine having one year where that much good music came out. Yeah, there's a lot of good shit that comes out now, but it's just harder to find because there's so much shit. Well, I just feel like everything gets watered down by Top 40 Radio. Yeah, there's so much bull. Like, popular music is now really... It really is just two types. It's like a weird... It's weird, chanty, like, folk dance bullshit, and then just rap. And that's the the only two types. Are we we past, like... um, Americana, like the Lumineers being like mainstream. Was that like early 2000s? Are we past that? I feel like the, wouldn't it, isn't that what the chain smokers are? I thought that was no, the same no, shit. No, 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 no. Chain smokers are like the, D, they're like DJ people. They're like, oh, well, they're that, like, yeah, I guess so. 
I guess like I there was them and it was uh who else? There was a couple other bands that were along the same lines. I Mumford dis- and Sons. I despised all of them. Yeah, I always I always said like about that the hey oh you belong with me in my sweet home. Oh, that that song fun. stinks. I hated that. Song. I always I always said this like I understand I'm not a huge hip hop fan and I, I'm not a huge you fan. Appreciate of, it though. I get it, but I, I understand how somebody could be inspired by it. When I listen to so, something like Mumford and Sons and something like Lumineers, I'm like I don't understand how anyone could actually be inspired by this in any way. I just don't get it, but I, I mean, and I'm they like, all just look gross. Like they don't look like grungy, like like how grunge people looked, like dirty. They like, look gross. Yeah, they like look. like they they like they don't look like unkept like grunge people. They just look like yeah. I don't know. Like they look unshowered. Like I, like I saw like a folk band along with those lines at um at Riverbend in Chattanooga. They were on one yeah. of the backstages, and we stopped and watched for a little bit. And like they were musically talented, but like the lead singer. Literally was up there, no shoes, like yeah, bare feet. Um, had on overalls, like he looked like Huck Finn on the stage <laughs> with like he, he was dragging a, a dead white cat guy behind him. Oh, and he, then he had dreads. Oh, that's fucking unacceptable. So, like overalls, no undershirt, bare feet with dreads, and he was their lead singer, and he's up there playing like a ukulele and a violin. I tell you what, I know where you can get drugs. That guy. That guy has acid. <laughs> that guy definitely. That guy probably like, has Molly you know what I'm too. Saying? Like that guy just looks like it. Just like um, yeah. Like you look like you have it bathed in a week and a half. It's hard to. I mean, when you're like trying to take an opiate shit every three days and it won't come out. Like and then my, like that's what I envision when I think of that kind of music. That guy lives in a van, hundred percent. Yeah, and not even like a Volkswagen or a shit. Like one you don't like. What brand is this? And he's like, I don't know. My buddy gave it to me. What happened to him? He died. What what <laughs> brand of battery acid is this? I don't know. <laughs> He's just fucking high. <laughs> that guy was high all the time. Okay. Um, coming up next, it's going to be our um, dick of the week and our foul stories, so stick around. And I just did like the classic cardinal sin of recording. Um, What'd you do? I just dropped my phone. Oh, that's nice. At least it didn't go off. That's yeah. the worst. That is the worst. Guy that used to work at my radio station in Chattanooga consistently used to have his phone go off in the middle of live radio, and it was infuriating. Was he the fellow that always that made the school shooting joke? And everybody uh, he, got mad at him. Uh, yeah, that guy was hilarious. Uh, that guy was a drunk too. Well, I mean, drunks are funny. Not as funny as he, he's not nearly as funny as he thinks he is. Well, that is almost always the case as well. Okay, so um, I'm going to pull this up on my phone um, since my computer is having issues. But you you may have seen this. I think it, it went uh, to national news. Um, and uh, I can't remember what this guy's name is. And I want to see if I have it in my search um, history here. I don't think I do. Uh, but uh, I do have it, uh, the video of it. And um, this is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. So we've heard about guys getting fired at the college level for player abuse and stuff like that. And yeah, honestly, Mike like Leach got in some trouble for that when he was at Texas Tech. Oh, he got fired from Texas Tech for locking that, that um, kid in the had, fucking shit. You had um, you had um, what was his name? Mark Bob uh, Stoops. No. Ma- I can't remember what his name was. The guy that used to be the really fat guy that coached at Kansas that was really good. Like when Kansas was like when Kansas made the fucking orange oh ball in two thousand eight. 
Um, his name was Mark something. I don't remember. And, but it was an Italian last name. Gabadagook. I don't remember. Um, he got Pasta he got, he got fired um, for player abuse. Yeah, and you've seen it in basketball. Bobby Knight, probably one of the most iconic for that. I'm not saying it's acceptable, but it's like those are grown men. Yeah, I don't know. I still feel like you're put in a position of power with no, these kids. No, but I'm I'm not condoning it. I'm setting it up that way to show you this. And this youth league sports coach has made national news and was um, now is being charged with like child abuse and Holy domestic shit. and or not domestic uh, battery and yeah. all the, all these charges. What age are the kids? Uh, I mean, they're like seven and eight year olds. Oh, fucking god, man! Look at this cocksucker. So that's the coach there. Are you fucking serious? He he comes back and does it again. What the fuck, man? Is this during a game? Oh my! Yeah, then he not, oh my god! I'm I'm killing this guy. Fuck! If that's you. my kid, I'm coming out of the there stands. There better be every dad in the fucking parking lot. Waiting I don't even to care if it is my kid. Ass. I don't even care if it is my. Oh no, we're not waiting in the parking lot. I'm coming on the field and <laughs> kicking your ass right now. Oh, I want. I don't want there to be too many witnesses. We're waiting in the parking lot later. And if I have a like, whooping your ass, he's lucky someone didn't have like a gun and, and and come out there and threaten him with that. Let me tell you, my dad. See some shit like that. It doesn't matter if I'm on the field or my brother's on the field. Pierce is getting I, up in that guy's ass. I wanted to come through the screen and kick that this guy guy's ass. That guy fucking sucks. Fuck that guy. Dick of the week. That might be the most deserving recipient of our dick That's of the week. dick of the year. Man. That guy sucks ball. I mean, that guy's a literal piece of shit. We need to keep up Dude, with him and have superlatives at the end of the year for dick of the year. <laughs> if you fucking hit a college player, I think that's shitty. If you hit a high school player, I think that's really shitty. If you hit a fucking peewee football player because you're mad they didn't do something, first of all, that's on you, and you are scum of the fucking earth. I'm going to find his name. If you punch a kid, that's fu- that's unacceptable. Uh, what is this guy's name? Um, I mean, did it say where that took place? It was in Florida. In fo- well, that's weird. Gerald Williams. Gerald Williams. Fuck you, you cunt. So he was uh, Fuck yeah, you. facing, uh, will be charged after video shows him uh, hitting, allegedly hitting child. You can't say allegedly. Well, you ha- the video literally shows Le- him. Legally, you have to say allegedly. I don't care about no, legality. It sucks. He didn't he allegedly the, do anything. He, he fucking two, knocked a kid to the ground. He punched And I two saw kids it with my eyes. He punched two little I kids I hate in the, the term allegedly when it's like when you have video evidence. Oh, lawyer speak is like the Ray Rice worse. didn't allegedly beat a chick up in the elevator. He fucking beat a chick up in the elevator. He <laughs> fucked her ass up and then drug her by her hair. <laughs> like he didn't allegedly do anything. He fucked him up. And I think the wife wound up dropping charges too. So it still was like he technically didn't do it in the court of law. Ray now. Lewis allegedly witnessed a murder. Well, there's Fuck not you. video evidence for yeah, that. I know. So he literally allegedly did witness a murder. Yeah, I don't know. OJ Simpson allegedly. <laughs> yeah, we can keep going. We just keep, we can keep going with this. Uh, let's talk Delonte about it. West allegedly had some, no, yeah, had sex with LeBron James's mother. <laughs> that guy fucking sucks. Dick of the week. Okay, seriously, so, fuck that guy. Um, that actually um, leads into someone who didn't allegedly do anything was found guilty for several counts of this in the court of law, and that is uh, this week's foul story. To wrap it up, all right. 
So last night, Justin and I were playing. Um, I brought over my PS2, and we were playing video games. And uh, the first Great thing time. we played was Madden 2004. Fucking amazing uh, time. And he used his, uh, so this is the 2003 season. That's the way it's always mm-hmm. a year ahead, which never made sense to me. Um, I guess because the yeah. season ends in that year, so like the Super Bowl. It was in 2004. For Madden 2004. Yeah. Yeah, for that season. It's the 03, 04 season. Mm-hmm. Um, I played with the Green Bay Packers because, of course, we're in Wisconsin. Go Pack. Go Pack. Go Pack. Uh, go. And Brett Favre was their quarterback, and Brett he was Favre. really good. Yeah, got to hear John Brett Madden. Favre. We turned him off like halfway through the first quarter. Because it was like, getting annoying. Shut the fuck up, man. Um, and you played with the Titans. Yeah, baby. Tighten up. At one point, one of the guys for the Packers on my defense made a stop, and it was Darren Sharper. Oh, yeah. And you were like, oh, yeah, I remember him. He was really good. And I was like, did you know that he's a rapist? And you said, <laughs> No, I had no idea. And I had I'm, no fucking clue that that happened. And I'm like, that's our foul story for today. Then. I just remember him playing football. I don't remember oh, the I mean, rape. He, if he was not, I mean, they put fucking OJ Simpson in the Hall of Fame, but I think all I think he was in the Hall of Fame before everything happened. Yeah. Um, Darren Sharper would 100 percent be uh, elected to the Hall of Fame had he because he was a great player, great player. Yeah, yeah, five time Pro Bowler, two time. Uh, first team All Pro, um, four times second team All Pro, led the interception, uh, led the league in interceptions twice. Um, he was a great. Was the, great I was player. on the All Decades team in the two thousands. Wow, I didn't know that. Well, and here's the thing: he made the Pro Bowl with three different teams. He started out his career with the Packers, and then made the Pro Bowl with the Vikings, and then uh, at the end of his career was still playing at a really high level and went and helped the Saints win the Super Bowl. Oh right, I forgot about that. So yeah, he was he was exceptional. It was outstanding. So uh, you know he um, played at William and Mary in college, which is really random. Wow. Um, yeah, born in Richmond, Virginia. So that's right there in Virginia. Uh, wasn't really highly recruited coming out of high school. Or, uh, coming out of high school, wound up playing at a one double A school. Um, played so well there though that he wound up being a second round pick out of William and Mary, which is really good. Wow. Um, so. I think he, uh, if I'm remembering, no, no, that's somebody else. I thought he had a twin brother. He doesn't. That's somebody else I'm thinking of. So he goes into the league. Um, his brother did play in the league, though, Jamie Sharper. He played, I don't even know if you remember that name, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he played in the league for a while, too. He played uh, linebacker and played for the Ravens, the Texans, and the Seahawks. No, so I didn't know he had a brother. Really fucking athletic family. No shit. It's like the Jones um, family. And so he gets in the league, has a great career, Um but after his career, he gets into broadcasting like a lot of athletes you'll see do. He was actually pretty good. I think he – I want to remember – I want to say he was um, doing some stuff. Uh, yeah, he used to take, He used to do some stuff on the NFL Network. That's what I'm remembering him mm. for. But he retired in 2010. So between then and – him being fired, he got fired on February 28th, 2014 by the NFL Network mm-hmm. after rape allegations surfaced publicly against him. Okay, so that's 2014. So he retired. Right. That's a, that's a were these just allegations or was this like, like a court case was brought against? Like these charges were, these were, were initial or? allegations and okay. he was, at this point, he was being, he had been, um, there were, there were some allegations out there and then 
they had not been made public yet, and then there was all these investigations that followed. Okay, all right. And he was fired, so he got arrested on. Sorry, I should have said he got. He was fired. So charges. So charges were filed when he got arrested. Yes. So, so okay. he, he wound up he getting fired. fired on February twenty eighth, two thousand fourteen, after he got arrested. Okay. So, what the hell happened in between him retiring and getting fired and uh, by the NFL Network and arrested? Hmm. Let's run through just a. Well, we got about 10 minutes left in the show. Let me just tell you how much of a piece of shit this guy is. I can't fucking wait. Okay, so let's start back in uh, March of uh, 2011. Good time for me. Two women, um, I was in my last semester of high school. There you go. uh, Filed a criminal complaint against Sharper, um, which after he retired, he had a condo. He kept a condo down in Miami. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, with the Miami Beach police alleging that they were possibly sexually assaulted after passing out at Sharper's condo Ooh. on his couch and waking up and find uh, to find their underwear missing. Okay, that's suspicious. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like that half. You read these stories a lot. Like, yeah, I woke up and didn't have any underwear. I'm like, you know that guy that got you? Like, he wasn't smart enough to put your undies back on. That's, that's, that sounds stupid to me. Or maybe they're really keeping dumb. it as a keepsake. Maybe it's like a prize, a trophy. That's, I, I think in a lot of cases... Like, like the guy that was the killer in Canada, the, the um, he was in the military up there. He used to take pictures of himself. He would break in, mm-hmm. kill women, then put on their underwear and photograph himself. That's a lot of different serial killers and stuff. They would put their shoes on and like photograph. and yeah. A lot of killers will uh, have some type of keepsake. So let's keep moving along here. The women were on were in Miami on spring break, and they were students at the University of Georgia. So hot, probably yes. Oh yeah. Uh, March. So that was on March eighteenth. Um, the night before, the women had been brought to Sharper's condo by a mutual friend. Uh, he was a nightclub promoter down there, and um, they passed out on Sharper's couch. One of the women claimed she woke up to a man attempting to place his penis in her mouth. In her asleep mouth. Dude, what if she wakes up? Like, No, she did wake up, but pushed the man away. She alleged that she woke up again. Um, she she was so discombobulated that she fell back asleep. I wonder if he After, slipped or so, something. So, like, think about this. Yeah, Bill Cosby, that bitch. Like, if that would be very alarming to wake up to. With a like, dick in your mouth? No shit. I mean, like, I'm to my feet and I'm fully alert. So she <sighs> is so sedated that she couldn't even, like, that she fell back asleep after that. If I wake up and there's a dick out near me that isn't mine, I'm up and ready to fight whoever it is. <laughs> exactly. Intruder alert. Holy um, fuck. So she um, wound up, uh, she alleged that she woke back up again and a man was li- the man was lifting up, a man was lifting up her dress. She immediately woke her friend up and told um, the nightclub promoter about the incident. Both women discovered their underwear were missing and were taken to the hospital by that by that uh, nightclub promoter um, for a, a rape uh, kit. Uh, yeah, for a rape kit examination. Yeah. On March 23rd, the uh, police department closed the investigation. Closed it after five five days after the incident. Really? Did the rape kit not conclude any evidence? Uh, the police department's records showed no evidence. The detective. Uh, in charge of the case, sent the rape kits for detailed examination and spoke with Darren Sharper. Um, oh, what a star fucking twat that yeah, cop was. And visited Sharper's condo 
um, where the alleged assault had taken place. So these were just dismissed. He's like, hey, man, these bitches trying to tell me that you raped them. Did you? He'd be like, no. Nah. I'd be like, cool. All okay. right, bro. I'm going to throw that shit out so there. So February 2nd, 2013. Let's move forward go about, ahead, two, about two years here. Sharper allegedly helped drug a wo- uh, woman who was working as a model at a pre-Super Bowl party. The Bo- Super Bowl was in New Orleans that year. Remember, mm-hmm. he played for the Saints. He still had a – I think he still had a – maybe he rented a condo, Had a still had a place down there after retiring. Yeah. So pre-Super Bowl party in, uh, in New Orleans and was uh, consequently raped by Sharper's friend, Brandon um, Licardi. Mm. So he drugged the woman. He helped. He set this guy up, and then, like, they date raped her. Jesus Christ. August 13th, 2013. Sharper rapes a woman in New Orleans. Uh, like a date rape or just like held her down and like old school? This is, uh, I'm just going through the bullet points here. Um, most, if not all, what we're going to find out here, that is his thing. He D- Drugging? He, he date, he roofies them and then rapes so them. So Cosby, yeah. Like that Cosby's is his, thing. that is his thing. <sighs> That's fucked up, man. Uh, September 23rd, 2013, Sharper allegedly drugs two women in New Orleans, rapes them with an accomplice, Eric Nunez. Holy shit. One of the victims files a report with the New Orleans Police Department, uh, Sharper and his friend, uh, about Sharper and his friend, Eric Nunez. So this is now our um, one, two, three, four, uh, five, six different women that he has either drugged, uh, helped drug, or raped. He's raped five women. And he is drugged six. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And we're man. only about halfway through this. <laughs> so think about this. This is, um, that was August 31st. He helped drug a, uh, drug a woman. 23rd, a month later, less than a month later, he rapes two women after drugging them. Let's go just a month later, October 30th. Sharper allegedly drugs two women and raped one of them in Los Angeles after meeting them at a West Hollywood nightclub and bringing them back to a hotel room. On November 7th, the victim filed a police report with the LAPD. Um, How do you, I, I, it's crazy to me to think that like a guy that can so easily just have regular sex with these chicks. Totally. You're a is, fucking pro ball. You're, you're a future well, very, NFL Hall of Famer. It's also very that clearly is, that these women were like, yeah, I'll come back to your hotel. So it's they not, probably heard of him. They, probably, a, they were like, "Oh, it's sharp, yeah. Oh, I watched you play, or I like you." Wear your NFL Super Bowl night. ring out to any nightclub, and any woman is going. They will consensually have sex with you. Yeah, there are hoes out there that know what a Super Bowl ring looks like, and they know how to find them. And he's a pretty good looking dude. too. Yeah, I remember he's a pretty handsome guy. I mean, he's obviously probably still very in shape and athletic. Okay, so I just—it's crazy to me that a guy like that can get like and have the fucking disease of like no they have to be out they yeah, have to like, be that is his thing he likes to get the- I feel like if even if I had the thing or like I would just tell the chick be like hey can you pretend to be asleep I feel like I would try that first be like do you mind pretending to be asleep like why it's just my thing and I don't want to be gross about it but if you're not cool with it it's fine but I would come real quick if you did that I'd be like all right just pass out. That's weird. I mean, she doesn't it's have to do any work. Weird. Yeah, it's like, hey, can you just not move or talk or and close your eyes? So like, he's on quite sure. the, he's on quite the run here. So that was uh, October thirtieth. So that Hall is the style run. Yeah, that's his third incident in about seven weeks. Let's go three weeks. At, seven weeks. Let's go three Holy more weeks shit. for his fourth incident in ten weeks. He's really on a run here. He's running through these bras. Sharper allegedly meet uh, meets three female Arizona State students in Tempe, Arizona. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. In, in the Phoenix area. Uh, he was trying to fuck ASU broads. I've heard they're hard. Raped two of them 
after drugging them, both women immediately underwent uh, assault examinations within 12 hours and filed a police report with the Tempe Police Department. Jesus. New year. Let's go two months in advance here. So we're still talking like a four or five month window where this is happening. January 14th, Sharper meets two women in a West Hollywood nightclub and proceeds to take them to his hotel room, drug them, rapes one of them. Both victims reported the incident to the LAPD and underwent rape examinations. The very next day, couldn't oh get enough. Oh, my God. Next day, couldn't get enough. And thank God this is the last one. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Sharper meets two more women um, and a man in a nightclub. in Los. <laughs> Drugs all three. <laughs> what? I guess to make sure the guy doesn't fuck with what you're trying to do. But He proceeds to take the women to his hotel room. And only fucks the guy. No, uh-huh. he fucking leaves the dude. He didn't take the dude back. Oh, my God. Um, and, sexually, uh, and sexually assaulted both of them. Um, Jesus. Yeah. And so he winds up having um, assault cases. Think about this. The one in Florida got dismissed, but had it gone through... He has raped women in five different states. Fuck, man. But the Florida one got dismissed. He winds up getting convicted um, of all and uh, of in four different states. So every, pretty much everything but that Florida case that the rape kits were never submitted, they all So he got pers- he got prosecuted um, in California for the uh, the for the for three different cases. He got prosecuted in um, Louisiana on two different cases, and then he got prosecuted in Nevada on the two assaults for uh, that happened in Vegas, and then he gets prosecuted um, for the uh, the Arizona incident uh, for, with the ASU with students. The students. So yeah, he winds up getting charged with all of that. Uh, he is currently in jail on a twenty year prison sentence that started in two thousand sixteen from all of the uh, rape and drug related charges. Where is he serving his time? Uh, let me see on that because they wind up stacking. Um, I'm not sure how that works with uh, with different judicial uh, state judicial systems, but they wind up stacking all the charges and putting them all, yeah. putting them all together. Um, which honestly, this guy shouldn't be allowed out of prison. In oh my no, opinion. No, 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 no! Like 20 years is not enough. Like, no, that's fucking. I, crazy. I feel like he should have to serve 20 years here, and then he's got to go to this fucking state and serve 20 more. Yeah, well, what'll probably happen? He's going to be registered as a sex offender. Certainly. So he'll have to register anytime he moves. He probably like nobody will want to be around him anymore. Because first of all, he's hugely famous. He'll have to live in some fucking ranch somewhere in California that, where no one ever goes. Well, and he wound up, he wound up going into a plea deal. Yeah, which helped. Um, which is insane. Like, what information does he have to get? Was like, yes, I raped them. It's like, cool. Do you want to get less time in prison? It's like, sure. So yeah. That is our foul story this week. So that guy fucking sucks. So now you know how much of a piece of shit human Darren Sharper is. <laughs> I really hate that. I liked him as a player. <laughs> God. He's a good player. It's like, you know he's a rapist? Fuck. What? Here's the thing, though. How many of those went unreported? He had How many How many people did he do this to? That, that's crazy. Because oh, like, you have to do that to a few people to figure out that's your thing. Yeah. Or, or he might have been... There's a buildup, like, sexually. Or he was, or he was like, assaulted... When he was young, maybe I don't know. That's you. Uh, he came from a very like upstanding family, though. Well, I mean, it, who knows? I think that's how a lot of that stuff gets started. Is that kids get it in, like in a weird situation sexually, and they're not supposed to be in, and then it just process that trauma is like that's my thing. Here we fucking go. Uh, yeah, I hope he never gets out. 
I really hope he never gets out. Yeah, he probably will. He'll probably serve like 14 or 15 with good behavior. And so, I don't know. Do you think, like, do you think he should be allowed to get in the NFL Hall of Fame? Do you think what happens with the off the field stuff should affect that? I think that they should put his NFL record in the Hall of Fame. I think there should be no because his, his NFL resume is completely one hundred percent. There should be no ceremony. It should be no qui- gold jacket. It should be quietly done. Actually, and like he's in. You know what? So give him sh- give him the gold jacket and let it and let the guys go fuck him in the ass in the prison <laughs> while he wears his gold jacket. Put that jacket on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> No, no lube, raw dog. No, we're putting it on there, buddy. And over, put your jacket on. Yeah, he's gross. Derek yeah, that's Sh- fucking sucks, man. Fuck he Derek should Sharper. be like his his NFL resume is fucking amazing. He was a great player, piece of shit human, but you know, yeah, I'll God. still watch the Cosby Show, but fuck that guy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, that is it for this week's uh, episode of uh, Personally Foul. And um, neither we were both personally foul, but we're never going to be that foul. I'm never no, – no, 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 no. Like I said, I'll just try, hey, can you pretend to be asleep first? <laughs> I got, that'll be the end of the rope. That still feels a little weird. It would feel weird as shit. <laughs> if a girl doesn't move enough, I'm like, are you enjoying this? What's up? Are you okay? Does this hurt? I know it's not that big, but does it hurt? Like, am I doing something wrong? Are you okay? She's like, shut up. I mean, I've had, I've had, like, fall asleep during. That's not great oh, yeah. either. You fall asleep eating her pussy. You're just falling it like you got these little. No, no, no. She you fell got asleep. Cre- you got crease lines on your face. <laughs> yeah. Or you're both too drunk to go. You're just like, yeah. I've got, I've got whiskey dick, and this is taking forever, and then you just fall asleep. Yeah. It's like fucking stuffing her with a wet piece of bread, and you're like, should we just go to bed now? All right, set us up with this week's getaway song. This week's getaway, you and I were actually talking about this artist yesterday because our buddy uh, Marquise, who has his own, who does a show in Nashville, was getting for a, shit. Uh, yeah, for a new state. It's called Nashville's Music Experience from uh, Nashville Public Radio. And he was getting shit for liking the, for asking about this band. This is a song called Bread of Shame by Creed off of their 2009 album Full Circle. This is their last studio album, and they did this after... Uh, they reunited after they a reunited decent after, hiatus. Yeah, and this was the last time they put out in 2009. So it was one of my favorite songs. Pretty heavy. Great Creed song. If you don't like Creed, fuck you. At least think for yourself. As always, you can uh, follow us on social media. I'm at Brooks A. Carter. With J. Ennis Music. That's Instagram for him. Instagram and Twitter for me. You can email us at personallyfowlit.com gmail.com rate review subscribe and listen along each and every single week when we put episodes out on spotify itunes google podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts we'll catch up next week